thank you, Lord. Everybody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. He is worthy of all the praise, all the honor, all the glory. It's all due to Him. Amen. Makes no difference what kind of day I'm having. Amen. He still deserves my praise, my honor, and my glory. Praise God. What a powerful song. What a powerful song service. What a powerful service this morning. Praise God. Amen. And I want to thank the Lord for that. Thank you, Brother Gardner, for your message today. I think people enjoyed that. So good to see my friend, Brother Puckett, Pastor Puckett. We're glad to see you again here tonight. Amen. And uh, uh, we, uh, he's pastoring in Hoosierville now, so I have to be real careful. He's kind of forsook. He's one of those uh, fence riders. He lives in Ohio and pastors in Indiana, so <laughs> Brookville, Indiana, but we're we are blessed to have you here tonight. God bless you, my friend. There's nobody like Jesus. And no matter what you have going on in your life tonight, there's, there is a God that's able. Amen. To minister to you and to touch your heart and your life and to change your direction. God, no matter what you have going on in your life tonight, I'm telling you, you have, you're not here by chance, I don't think. I think you're here by divine uh, proclamation. I think you are here because God wanted you here, and he's got something for you tonight. And uh, I believe that. I'll tell you how much I believe that. I walked out into the sanctuary for just about 30 seconds into worship. And all of a sudden, I flipped around and I told Brother Tyler, go up and tell your wife to just erase all those scriptures. We're not going that way tonight. Amen. I don't know how you feel tonight, but sometimes I would rather almost walk in an uncomfortable place and uh, let God do what he wants to do than to try to go another place. Amen. There's something about the blood that brings life not only to your human body but to your spiritual man oh the blood that Jesus shed for me where way back on Calvary remember that song it's the blood that gives me strength from day to day and it will never lose its power why it reaches to the highest mountain it flows to the lowest valley the blood that gives me strength from day to day will never lose its power it soothes my doubts it calms my fears it's that same blood that dries all of my tears it's the blood that gives me strength from day to day and it will never lose its power. 
It's that blood that's flowing in the house tonight. Amen. It's here to cover a multitude of sins. Praise God. So I want to talk about that blood tonight. And I'm going to need the Holy Ghost tonight. I'm going to need all of it I can get. So let's pray together. Lord God, we thank you tonight for your goodness, your mercy, your loving kindness that you have so graciously shown to us. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your leadership and guidance. Lord, I pray God tonight that you will touch each and every one of us, that our ears will be open to hear, our hearts be open to receive what you would speak unto us this evening. God, let us grow, let us prosper, let us take a hold, let us reach out. No matter where we're at right now, no, whatever, no matter what our mindset is right now, God, help us to reach out in faith believing, bringing forth that action to allow you to move and to work in our lives. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Let's clap our hands again and rejoice in the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I see a crimson stream of blood. It flows from Calvary. Its waves, which reach the throne of God, are sweeping over me. You may be seated. Two songs here that we really don't sing much anymore. We should. And uh, we are moving into an area of, of, of uh, our world today that, that I believe the message that they've got to hear is that the blood of Jesus Christ can deliver you and can change your life in such a way that you have never seen before in your life. When you read these old songs, let alone sing them, there's something about them that just moves you. It's not just some words that have been placed on a piece of paper with some notes added to it that we can follow. But there's something about it. They, they are a message in themselves that speak to us to let us know the power of God and the power of His blood, His precious blood that He shed on Calvary. I don't know about you, but I, I want to be the type of person that will claim that blood that was shed for me. I want it to be applied to my life. I want it to cover a multitude of sins. I want to come in contact with it. I, I want to, to see it for what it is uh, and realize it within my own personal life. Because I know without it, I can have no remission of sins. Without it, there is no redemption. Without it, I don't have hope in my life. But here tonight, you and I, we have that blessed hope in Jesus Christ. What can wash away my sins? Uh, nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, let's clap our hands and thank you for it again. Hallelujah. You know, there is, no, there is no cleansing agent like the blood. Hey man, nothing cleans like the blood. 
Hallelujah. You know, I, I am a, I, 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 I love to eat. I love to eat too much. But, but if you go out to eat with me, you know, it's very uncommon for me to go to a restaurant and leave that restaurant without spilling something on my shirt. That's why I take my, my, my tie off, Brother Howard. I don't take my tie in. Why? Because in times past, I've ruined a bunch of ties because I spill something on it, right? Amen. So, so I, I, I go home, and a lot of times my wife will say, make sure you spray that with uh, uh, whatever the stuff is. Amen. The, the cleaning agent that you put on there. Amen. So, so that, that when you put it in the wash, it's going to get that stain out, right? Amen. There's something about it. So I have my own bottle of, of that stuff. Uh, uh, I think it's called spray and wash on my on the dresser. And I, I will take my shirt straight in. I, I will lay it out on the bed. I, I will find those spots uh, and I will. And, you know, I don't just go a little miss. No, I want to see it liquid right on top of it. And then I'll take that shirt and I will rub it before I throw it in the hamper. Amen. Why is it? I want to make sure I get that, that, that stain is going to come out of that shirt. Let me tell you something tonight. When we're talking about the blood of Jesus Christ, I don't need to just go, amen, with the blood of Jesus Christ. I know that there's one drop that can come into our lives and literally wash away the sin, amen, of this world, the stain of sin in our life. It's the blood of Jesus Christ. And I'm glad that it's available tonight in the house. Nothing. Hey, man, I'm glad it will cleanse our past. Uh, how many remembers where you came from? How many's glad you're not there no more? How many's glad you're where you're at tonight? And how many's glad that you know where you're headed tomorrow? Hey, man, there's something about the blood uh, that can give you that peace of mind, uh, that hope. Uh, hey, man, that the past you don't worry about anymore. The present's covered under the blood. Uh, and I'm walking into the future uh, with the blood that's applied uh, to my life. That's a powerful cleansing agent. Amen. It cleanses my presence. I'm glad that I've got the wherewithal that if something's not going right in my life or something happens, that I can just say, Lord, I am sorry. Forgive me, Lord Jesus. It shouldn't have happened that way. I shouldn't have allowed that to happen. And that blood just rolls into my life and takes care of the present. Somebody say the present. Amen. You don't just get it one time. Amen. You got to live in it. You got to walk in it. Amen. You got to breathe in it. Hallelujah. I'm glad that I can look at my future and know that when I arrive, the blood's going to be there too. It's just not my past. It's not just in my present, but it's going to be in my future. Amen. You cannot live without the blood. You can't do it physically, and you can't do it spiritually. You have to have it in your life. Somebody say hallelujah. There is no substitute. No substitute. As great as the cross was that Jesus hung on, it's not the cross that's going to save you. A lot of people will look at the cross, they'll pray to the cross, they'll sign to the cross, they'll do all that. The cross will not save you. Amen. It means a lot because that's where our Lord and Savior died. But I'm here to tell you it was the blood that was shed on that cross. 
the blood that stained that cross, the blood that stained the ground around that cross, that's the active agent that you and I have to have in our lives. Without the blood, once again, there is no, there cannot be any remission of sins. We live because of the blood or we die because of the lack of it. You live because of the stuff that's going through the veins. I went to the doctor uh, Friday and uh, I'm talking to the doctor. I think, hey, I'm going to breeze through this, man. I'm just going to come in here. He's going to talk to me a little bit and, uh, you know, go through all the stuff and how you doing and take my blood pressure and all that kind of stuff like that. And then he looks at me and says, hey, uh, have you eaten anything? I'm like, no, not yet. Hey, man, I haven't eaten anything yet. He said, uh, uh, good, we're going to get a blood test. I'm like, oh. How many's ever done that before? I'm like, you got to be kidding me now. Why didn't I just eat something? And so I'm, I'm like, okay, I'll do that. So he gives me this paper. I go around. I wait. Somebody calls my name. And I go back there. And, and I'm talking to this lady. She's a sweet lady, an older lady. And, and so uh, uh, the last time I went, the younger lady come in there. Boy, she just hit the vein like that. Everything, bug came out. Man, it was, you know, just like that. Boom. Man, Hallelujah. I'm not thinking too much of it. So the lady starts thumping on this arm. That's where they always get it. She can't, she's like not comfortable, whatever. So she decides to go to my right arm. So uh, I, I already knew then after that, I like, oh boy, I'm in trouble now. And so she goes to my right arm and she puts the thing around it. She starts moving and thumping and all that kind of stuff. Finally, you know, she's him on around and she finally gets that needle. And she takes that needle and she puts it in my arm. All right, well... All of a sudden, she says, well, I thought I had it right there. When they say that, you know you're in trouble. And then all of a sudden, I can feel her as she's kind of moving that, that needle around, trying to find that, that, that blood vessel. And I'm like, this has only happened twice in my life. That's why I don't like, that's why I don't like to do that kind of stuff. Amen. But the people that, that, not to say she didn't know what she was doing, but the people that really know, they can get in that vein just like that, and the blood comes out, you're on your way, and everything's fine and dandy, but she just kept digging around. Finally, she pulled it out, and then she decided to move around a little bit and started to put it back in. And so by that time, I'm thinking, lady, if you don't find it this time, you're getting ready to meet Jesus. <laughs> and... Uh, so finally she found it, and it's that blood. Boy, there was something about when you actually seen that blood start coming out into that tube, I'm thinking, hallelujah. But there's something about that, that blood, that blood tells them a lot. When they take that blood and they go through the process uh, and they figure that what your triglycerides and all this kind of ice stuff is and, uh, and your sugar and all that kind of stuff, they can, they can tell how your body's doing uh, by what they find uh, going on in your blood. And there's something about it, it's from that point that they can start helping you uh, to try to clear those things up uh, and get things right. Where? In your blood. Why? Because there are some things in there that's going to do your body damage uh, if they're not taken care of. They are early warning signs. 
Well, I'm here to tell you tonight that it's the blood of Jesus Christ. There is no uh, uh, contaminates, contaminants uh, in the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. When you have it flowing through you, amen, it's the blood that's going to give you strength. It's going to give you power. It's going to give you peace. It's going to give you hope. I'm telling you, it's in the blood. You don't have to worry about it. If you have his blood, you're going to be healthy in God. Oh, clap your hands and praise him tonight. There is no substitute. Oil's not going to do it. It'll work on your engine. It ain't going to work on your body. You know why the world's in trouble? They take all, people have so many problems with drugs and addictions and things like that. It's a real deal. But I'm here to tell you that's what the problem is. Amen. Why so many people are dying from it. It's because it's an alien substance uh, that they're putting into their body. It's a foreign substance. Uh, amen. That's taken over their body. And it's destroying their body a little bit at a time. Uh, amen. Do they want that to happen? No. But the strength of it. Uh, amen. I'm here to tell you the enemy of our soul uh, is strong. Uh, amen. He's valiant. Uh, and he's going to do everything he can to bring you uh, under his control. And under his power. So he can destroy you but I'm here to tell you if you will let the blood of Jesus Christ into your life oh it will cleanse you it will give you peace amen it'll bring you out of it it'll break the chains that have you bound it is through the blood of Jesus Christ and Christ alone the American Red Cross calls the blood the gift of life they have blood drives you go in, they'll stick you, they'll bring the blood out. And a lot of times they will, I remember when I was in school, those guys could go and I think they could get like $15 for some of their blood. Well, when you're in school, you know, you starve to death half the time. So whatever you can do to get a little bit of money to go to McDonald's or something, amen, you would do. The gift of life. Why do you do that? Because somebody else is going to need that blood somewhere down the road. Your blood is going to help save somebody somewhere down the road. Somebody's going to be sitting on a surgery table and need a transfusion, uh, and that blood is going to help them out. Somebody's going to be in a car accident, uh, and they're going to have to use the blood. A man on a battlefield uh, somewhere that gets wounded uh, and is losing blood, they'll put blood in his body. Why? Because people will go to a place uh, and supply that blood. It is the gift of life. Everybody lives because of the blood. Let me say it again, or they will die for the lack of it. Blood is life. So let me take you through some scriptures tonight. Leviticus, the 17th chapter, and I apologize in advance because we had to wipe, wipe those that I was going to, what I was going to preach out. Amen. So for another time. But in Leviticus, the 17th chapter and verse 11, it says, For the life of the flesh is where? Say it real loud. In the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For why? It is the blood that maketh an atonement for your soul. It's the blood. 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 18 through 20. For, for as much as you know that ye are not redeemed with 
corruptible things as silver and gold. From your vain conversation received by the traditions uh, from your fathers. But notice what verse 19 says. But with the precious blood of Christ. What? Let's go back. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things. Such as silver and gold. Or your vain conversations. Received by the traditions from your fathers. How? But with the precious blood of Christ. As of a lamb without blemish and without spot <laughs> who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world but was manifest in these last times for who let me tell you something right now amen it's that precious blood that precious blood of Christ that lamb without blemish, without spot. Uh, amen. I don't know about you, but it's got to be a part of my life. Uh, that's what's going to clean me up. That's what's going to make me right. Yes. 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 Hebrews, the ninth chapter, verses 15 through 25. For, and for this cause, he's what? He's the mediator of the New Testament. That by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions uh, that were under the first testament, they which are called might receive the promise uh, of eternal inheritance. For where, where a testament is, there must also be uh, of necessity be uh, uh, the death of a testator. For a testament is of force after men are dead. Otherwise it is of no strength at all while the testator lives. Whereupon neither the last, the first testament was dedicated without blood. For when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the, the book and all of the people, saying, What? This is the blood of the testament which God hath enjoined unto you. Moreover, he sprinkled the blood, both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry, and almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without the shedding of blood is no remission. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. Amen. That blood's got to be applied. I don't want the enemy to have any part of my soul. I don't want him to have any part of my life. I want the blood to be applied. Amen. I want the blood to be applied. I want the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. To be in my soul. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands and praise him again. Isaiah 1.18. Come now and let us reason together. Saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. In Isaiah 53, 1 through 10, it says this. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form, no comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him.
He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Oh, we like sheep gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He brought as lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shear is dumb. And so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison, from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? Amen. For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he was made as, as grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief when thou shalt make Make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Zechariah 13, 1, In that day shall there be a fountain open to the house of David and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and for uncleanness. Amen. Romans 5, Paul said in verse 6 through 11, For when we were yet without strength, notice what it says, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely uh, for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us. Uh, in that while we were yet sinners, uh, Christ uh, died uh, for us. Uh, while we were yet sinners, uh, Christ died uh, for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received what? Shout it real loud. The atonement. When you go back into the history, you will see that the first blood atonement in the Garden of Eden, you had Adam, you had Eve, you had a problem. The enemy kind of got in there. You know the story. How he deceived Eve. And then Eve talked to Adam and Adam followed right after. Here's the problem. Go back and read the story in the, the third chapter of the book of Genesis. You'll, you'll read about this situation with Adam and Eve. And once they had messed up, and I, I use the term messed up, once they had sinned, once they had sinned, a problem arised because every day in the cool of the evening, they would walk and they would talk with God. 
Amen. He would come looking and they would, they had a conversation. Amen. They, they would talk. There was a, 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 a time of, of a communication between them and they enjoyed that time. But yet when they sinned, Something happened within their spirit. Something happened within their body, within their life. Because what happened then when God come calling the next time, Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you at? What's the Bible tell us? That all of a sudden their eyes were open and they realized that they were naked. And they, they, they begin to take fig leaves and they begin to make some kind of a covering. Amen. I'm going to tell you something right now. Amen. Something will happen when there's sin in our lives and God comes a knocking. It's going to make us feel very uncomfortable. Because when you talk to him and everything's okay, you want to be in the presence of the Lord. But when things go bad and sin enters into your life, when God begins to work on you, you're avoiding him. How many knows what I'm talking about? You don't want to come to church. You don't want to go to prayer meeting. Amen. You don't want to read your Bible. Amen. You don't want to talk to somebody at church that, 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 that is spiritual. Amen. For, for the, the sake of a, of, of a word. Somebody that's living for God and they've, they've got it all mapped out. You don't want to talk to people like that. Why? Because there's conviction there. Amen. God's trying to woo you back. God's trying to talk to you. And you're trying to cover things up and not get into the presence of God. Because, Adam, what is the problem? What's going on here? How did you know you were naked? So what happened? To get things fixed, they had to have a blood sacrifice. You see, the sacrificial lamb in the Old Testament had to be without, block, without blemish. It had to be without spot. You see, John the Baptist said in John 129, amen, all of a sudden he's, he's uh, baptizing, he's preaching repentance, uh, and all of a sudden here comes Jesus, uh, and he said, behold, the lamb of God. You see, we have in Isaiah 53 and 5, amen, you're going to have healing through the blood. Let me tell you what, you need your healing tonight, you can get it through the blood. Why? It's just what I read a while ago. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And it's with his stripes that we are healed. I still haven't given up on the blood. I still believe people can be healed. I still believe that they can be touched by God. I see it. Amen. It can happen. It does happen. There's a fountain of blood. Zechariah 13, 1, In that day there shall be a fountain open to the house of David and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and for uncleanness. Amen. There's, 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 his blood is precious. Amen. Everybody say precious. 1 Peter 1, 19, But with the precious blood of Christ, as of the Lamb, without blemish, without spot. It's precious. Amen. Christ, one time on Calvary, shed his blood. Salvation is by blood let me tell you in spiritual sense the most horrible blood disease that you can have is the disease of disobedience 
Disobedience. Disobedience will bring you to a place of destruction. You don't want to disobey. You know, we got a problem with, with people uh, disobeying authority today. We make all kinds of excuses about it. But I'm here to tell you right now, amen, if we'll disobey our authority, we'll disobey God. And if we disobey God, we'll disobey authority. If we, can't, if, we can't, if we can't respect the authority of God, we probably won't respect the authority of other people. Right? You see, Adam bore the image of God. Right? Hey Amen. God reached down and, 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 and made Adam of the dust of the ground. And, and then the Bible says, then he breathed into his nostril the breath of life. And man became a living soul. And then he goes on and says that Adam was made like us. Right? Amen. He bore the image of God. Within his blood was life from God. God is the one that put the blood in him. When God made Adam, God made his blood. When God made Adam, he made his lungs. He made his stomach. He made his heart. He made his kidney. He made his bladder. He made his liver. When God made Adam, he made the bones, he made the, the knees, he made the arms, uh, he made the sinew, he made, he made the muscles, he made, he made the skin, uh, he made the eyeballs, uh, every little fiber, uh, every nerve, everything in his body, God made it. So you can't tell me tonight that God doesn't know how to fix it. We have sickness. Why? It's because of sin in the world. Amen. We're here. Amen. We're going to have it. I got a bum knee. My wife keeps telling me to get it fixed. Amen. This or that. We could have all kinds of stuff. But I'm here to tell you, amen, no matter what this is going on in this knee right here, I thank God for the blood in my life. Amen. Because, amen, it saves me. It redeems me. Amen. There's redemption in the blood. Disease of disobedience. You see, Abel's sacrifice, when you read the Old Testament, his sacrifice pleased God. Why? Because it was a blood sacrifice. Caleb was messed up. I think things could have worked out. But jealousy got in his heart. He was angry. Let me read you something here, and I'm going to close here in a second. There's some definitions that I want us to look at. The first one is reconciliation. What, what is reconciliation? Reconciliation is to bring back to friendship or to renew or to revive, to make new, to restore to life. Reconciliation is when you have a problem with your wife or you have a problem with somebody else and somebody says, you know what, we can't go on like this. We need to become reconciled. When two people are having a problem in their marriage and they, and they start talking about divorce and they start talking about, you know, getting rid of one another and all this kind of stuff, the things going on, amen, what do they do? They try to get counseling and stuff like that. Why? Amen. To find some kind of reconciliation. You see, when you have a problem with God and God has a problem with you or there's something going on there, that's what an altar of repentance is all about. That's, that's how we open up the lines of communication is when you open your mouth and you begin to pray and say, God, I don't like feeling this way. And God says, I don't, I don't want you to feel this way and I love you. Amen. And what do you do? You begin to work on reconciliation. Right? Amen. Don't be afraid of reconciliation. It's not a sign of weakness. Amen. Recon re reconciliation is a sign of strength. 
Amen. It's willing to say, you know what, I'm not right right now, but I want to be right. Amen. I, I, I'm not going to run from God. I'm going to run to God. I, I'm not going to hide from God. I want God to touch my life. So I'm going to come to him and say, God, amen, I can't live this way. I need to be reconciled. Amen. That's why I can tell all the backsliders and you that are watching by way of, uh, of the internet tonight, I want to tell you God still loves you. Amen. He still wants you to be a part of Him. Amen. And God's reconcilia, uh, re re his, his, his power can reconcile you and bring you back. Amen. To bring you back in good standing with Him. That's what it's got to be because I don't want to be outside of that when the trump of God sounds and He comes for His church because if I'm alienated from Him, I'll be alienated from heaven. mercy I think we all say thank God for mercy mercy the act of treating an offender with less severity than he deserves to relieve sufferings folks we deserve death but God said I'm going to show mercy we deserve to go to hell but God says you know what I'm going to give you mercy because I've got a place prepared for you. Show you mercy. But I deserve something worse. Oh, but I'm going to show you mercy. Come on, somebody say amen. 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 I, I don't deserve it. Amen. The sufferings I'm going through, God says, look, I'm going to give you mercy. I'm going to relieve it. How many understands tonight that, that we have mercy tonight and we need to thank God for it every day? We, when you get up in the morning and your feet hit the floor, you need to automatically say, Lord, I want to thank you for your reconciliation, your, your reconciliation, the power of your reconciliation, and Lord, I want to thank you for your mercy. I want to thank you for your mercy because I don't deserve it, but yet you've reached out and you've bestowed it upon me. Amen. You changed my life. You relieved me of my sufferings the third thing is grace unmerited favor unmerited favor it's powerful reconciliation mercy grace I can't earn it it's unmerited favor unmerited love of God Hey man, God loves you so much that he says, you know what? I want to change your position. I want to change your status. I want to take you from being a sinner to being a child of God. I was going to preach something else tonight. And part of that was the fact of deception. It's like a Trojan horse. We let a lot of things come into our lives. It looks nice. It looks pretty. Wow, look at that. What a work of art, but yet a city that was strong. and They couldn't break in. They decided, let's, let's make a horse, a big horse, and present it to them as a gift. But yet what they didn't understand was that horse was packed full of the enemy. So when they began to celebrate, they would come out. They would open up the gates of Troy. You know the story. 
See, that's the way it is right now. You've got to understand that deception is a powerful thing, but yet it's the, the power of reconciliation. It's the mercy that God shows. It's the grace that God shows. Amen. The illumination that he brings to our life so that we can see things the way they are. You might perceive it one way, but God will put a different light on it, and then you see it for what it is. The fourth word, acquitted. Amen. You know, when somebody goes before a jury or goes before goes to trial and the jury sits there, and that person that's there kind of thinks, you know, wow, I don't know how this is going to go. You know, and the lawyers do their bantering back and forth, and they speak to the jury. There's nothing more pleasing to the ear of that person. And if you've ever watched it before, as the jury foreman gets up and they say, what say ye, what say ye about the charges that have been brought against this person? And that foreman gets up and says, your honor, on this count, on that count, we, we the jury find the defendant not guilty. Can you imagine when you've been acquitted? Acquitted is to free or declare from accusation to be declared innocent. Oh, that's what the blood does. The blood comes in and takes you, amen, when the enemy is trying to destroy you, an accuser of the brethren, and yet God says, no, I'm going to declare them innocent. I'm going to acquit them of the charges that you have brought. Let's stand. Let's stand together. Atonement. What is atonement? The act of restoring relationship. I'm here to tell you tonight, if you're not where you need to be with God, you, you, need, to, you need to let the atonement take place. You need to have an act of restoration take place in your life tonight. You, you need to come back into the right relationship with God. But pastor, you don't understand what I'm going through right now. I may not understand what you're, not, what you're going through right now, but I do understand today we have, tomorrow we may not. Today's the day of salvation. Today's the day of repentance. Today's the day to make things right. It's like the other night I was speaking. I think it was last Sunday night, I believe. And all of a sudden, little Mason Christian comes up here. And sometimes kids will come up here, and I didn't know if he was going to ask me for a piece of candy or, or what. But I looked down at him. I love our kids. I looked down at him. He said, Pastor, I want to be baptized. I said, well, you want to be, when do you want to be baptized? He said, tonight. Hey, I'm here to tell you, kids that understand it, thank you Sunday school teachers for teaching And you that are here tonight, let me stop and tell you this. No matter what you're going through right now, there's nothing more precious than the blood of Jesus Christ. Nothing. You need to just make your way to an altar. Yes, I said come to the altar. Put your mask on. Find a place to pray, whatever it is, but you need to say, above all else, I want to be right with God.
I want to be reconciled with God. See, God never intended for man to be out of fellowship with Him. But because of sin. And that same enemy of our soul, as my dad used to call him, Slewfoot, the devil, Satan, Lucifer, whatever you want to say, that snake. When I see a snake, you know who I think of? The devil. But when I see that, I say, you know what, God? You are the only one that's able to free me from this. So without delay, I'm not going to labor on here. I'm gonna sing, we're going to sing. Amen. We're going to open this up to prayer. And I, I, I beg you tonight, you need, to spend, you need to spend a little bit of time talking to God. Don't be in a hurry tonight. Just, just kind of stop for a moment where you're at and say, I'm going to talk to the Lord for just a little bit tonight. I'm going to make sure we're okay. Right? Amen. So please, these altars are open. These front pews are open. These chairs are open.